If you're tired of these promos, supporters get the podcast early and ad-free. Just go to donate.bogosity.tv for the links to sign up. Welcome to the Bogosity Podcast for the week of January 24, 2021. The podcast that met a murder hornet on a dating app. This is your host, Shane Killian. Just a quick note, next weekend is the fifth weekend in the month, so ordinarily there'd be no podcast. But since this podcast's 2021 return was delayed due to my recovery from COVID, there'll be a podcast next week to make up for it. And it seems like there'll be no shortage of things to talk about, so let's theatricalize the news of the bogus. And the narcissistic, whiny hysteria in the wake of the Capitol building stand-in? Because that's what it was, not an invasion or insurrection or riot or anything. Watch the videos. Anyway, it gets cranked up to even more ridiculous levels as various Democrats in Congress are worried their own colleagues might kill them. Don Beyer, a Democrat from Virginia, said, quote, there's the overall sense that maybe if some of them have guns, and likely the ones who are more into conspiracy theories and QAnon with the pedophilic satanic rings, are we safe from them? Pedophilic satanic rings? Seriously? You guys are making me want the moral majority back! Democrats have been accusing their Republican colleagues, which they claim are on the far right, which seems to be anyone even slightly to the right of Joe Biden, of helping to plan out the attack. They have absolutely zero evidence, of course. But Beyer and his colleagues have been clutching their pearls over the suggestion that House members should, gasp, carry guns for their own protection. Well, we just saw how impotent the Capitol Guards are. You think they might have a point? Pelosi's answer is to install metal detectors, which have proven to be useless basically everywhere they've been put in. It's just too easy for anyone with even a slightly creative mind to get something through them. But the real problem is, what if a house member comes in and the metal detector goes off? You cannot keep a duly elected house member off the floor. Of course, perpetual idiot Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez had to chime in, quote, there were QAnon and white supremacist sympathizers, and frankly, white supremacist members of Congress in that extraction point who I have felt would disclose my location and would create opportunities to allow me to be hurt, kidnapped, etc. By the way, not to get conspiratorial, but is it just me, or is anyone else starting to think that QAnon just might be secretly run by the intelligence community in something similar to Operation Mockingbird? There's plenty of precedent for that sort of thing happening. We've covered several times where the CIA or the White House used anonymous sources to plant false information into news reports and even had journalists working directly for them. And it seems like QAnon is just a little too quick to give lawmakers their handy-dandy excuses for taking away even more of our rights. Of course, they could just be trolls with really good timing, but anyway... You even have Mickey Sherrill claiming that the tours being given around the Capitol before the attack were reconnaissance. Again, with absolutely zero evidence. But of course, Rachel Maddow gladly had her on her show to say, quote, To imagine that colleagues of mine could have aided and abetted this is incredibly offensive, and there is simply no way they can be allowed to continue to serve in Congress. Yes, 
kick out duly elected members of Congress. Some fan of democracy you are. Jason Crow and Peter Meyer actually said the problem was pro-Trump extremists. And Meyer even said, quote, It's sad that we have to get to that point, but our expectation is that someone may try to kill us. An expectation based on absolutely nothing. Are these people not even cognizant of how childish, petty, and vindictive this makes them look? Now, if any of you are wondering how this did not get them biggest bogan emitter or idiot extraordinaire for this week, well, just keep listening. If you're looking for ways to support this channel, but you don't have any spare cash and you can't stand advertisements, you can do so by generating your own cryptocurrency. Use the links at the bottom of the description to listen to the podcast and all of my videos on bittube.tv or lbry.tv to get cryptocurrency for the creator and yourself. Or if you listen to the podcast at the podcast page, you'll also generate crypto. You can also go to airtime.bogosity.tv to get the airtime extension and generate crypto for yourself and the creators on the web anywhere you go, including my YouTube channel. Get five tubes free just for installing the extension and signing up, and then simply browse the web as normal. Easily monetize your favorite creators and yourself with cryptocurrency without advertising on bidtube.tv or lbry.tv or with the airtime extension at airtime.pagosity.tv. So, you know all that voter fraud that didn't happen? How 2020 was apparently the very first election in all of history where there was no voter fraud? Well, now there's been an arrest. Rachel Rodriguez was arrested after she was caught on undercover video last year detailing her ballot-chasing operation. She's being charged on multiple felony counts relating to election fraud, illegal voting, unlawfully assisting people voting by mail, and unlawfully possessing an official ballot. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton said in a statement, quote, Many continue to claim that there is no such thing as election fraud. We've always known that such a claim is false and misleading, and today we have additional hard evidence. This is a victory for election integrity and a strong signal that anyone who attempts to defraud the people of Texas, deprive them of their vote, or undermine the integrity of elections will be brought to justice. The illegal activities include persuading an elderly woman to change her vote to the Democratic Senate candidate, then giving her a shawl in return. In addition, she was trying to convince voters to vote straight Democrat down the ticket. She admitted to bringing at least 7,000 ballots to the poll and that she had a team of five others working on flipping votes. And in a gift of mens rea to the prosecutors, she admitted that she knew what she was doing was illegal and she could go to jail for it. She could face up to 20 years in prison. But election fraud didn't happen, people. Nope, wasn't a thing. If you're on the Wi-Fi in a coffee shop or hotel, anyone on that network can get your traffic. Do you really trust all of those strangers? 
For that matter, do you really trust your ISP? A VPN can protect you from prying eyes, disguise your location, and even foil government sensors. It's essential in this day and age, so go to vpn.bogosity.tv and you'll be taken to BoxPN. Starting at just $2.99 a month, you can get unlimited high-speed connections to VPN servers all over the world, and they don't log connections, so your privacy is assured. Traveling abroad, just VPN home, and don't worry about what those other governments are doing. Back at home, stop your ISP from traffic shaping and messing with the quality internet access you're paying good money for. You can connect from multiple machines at once, including your smartphone or tablet, and it supports all the secure standards, including OpenVPN and SSTP. Bypass sensors and surveillance with your own secure VPN connection. Go to vpn.pagosity.tv. So we didn't cover the deplatforming of free speech alternative parlor because it's been covered to death everywhere else. I'd rather cover the news no one else is talking about, which is why I cover the deplatforming of AR15.com instead. But there's been an interesting twist in the parlor case that I haven't seen others covering. After Apple and Google removed the Parler app from their stores and Amazon breached its contract with them to terminate their account without the contractually required 30-day notice, they've tried to stay up by attaching their service to DDoSGuard, a digital infrastructure company that, as its name implies, provides protection from DDoS attacks. The wrinkle? DDoSGuard is a Russian company. So you know what they're saying now. This is proof that Parler is part of a Russian disinformation and insurrection campaign. <laughs> Despite the fact that, although a majority of its employees are in Russia, it's actually incorporated in Scotland and Belize. According to security expert and journalist Brian Krebs, action is being taken yet another step up the ladder by denying basic internet infrastructure to DDoSGuard. That includes losing two-thirds of its assigned IP addresses, including the ones occupied by Parler. DDoSGuard is similar to Cloudflare in that it doesn't host sites directly. It just acts as a go-between to keep the site up and accessible, protect it from DDoS attacks, and keep the real IP addresses of its clients confidential. But that means that all of the traffic going to Parler has to go through this Russian company. To provide this service to their customers, they have more than 11,000 IP addresses. D-platformer extraordinaire Ron Gilmet apparently determined to take down every single internet site he doesn't like, after making his reputation as an anti-spam researcher, discovered that some 66% of the IP addresses were assigned to the company out of Belize by LACNIC, the entity that supplies IP addresses for Latin American and Caribbean countries. Gilmet persuaded LACNIC to revoke the IP addresses. LACNIC has not responded to requests for comment. For his part, Gilmet said, quote, It appeared to me that it was more probable than not that they got these 8,000-plus IPv4 addresses by simply creating an arguably fraudulent shell company in Belize, and then going cap-in-hand to LACNIC, claiming they had a real presence in the Latin and South American region, and then asking for 8,000-plus IPv4 addresses. So I reported my suspicions to the LACNIC authorities in early November, and as I have only just recently learned, the LACNIC authorities followed up diligently on my report and, it seems, verified my suspicions. Uh, suspicions of what? What is this horrible thing they're supposed to be doing with all these IP addresses? 
And don't you think there's every reason in the world why a DDoS prevention company might want IP addresses on multiple hemispheres? Helping them get coverage and connectivity all over the world? That, apparently, is suspicious to Gilmet. Evgeny Yamarchenko, CEO of DDoS Guard, insists they've done nothing wrong. Quote, There is nothing illegal or extremist. We have employers and representatives in different countries around the world because we are a global service, and Latin America region is not an exception. Gilmet had previously gotten A-Chan's anti-DDoS provider to stop protecting their site from crippling online attacks. After setting himself up as a friend of the people, protecting all of us, he's now seen fit to see that websites are denied DDoS protection, something that not only hurts the website, but all of us as well, as DDoS attacks are that much freer to ravage the internet. All over his petty, personal politics. IP addresses are one of the monopoly powers the internet still has that was never supposed to be that way. We all depend on IP addresses for basic communication needs. If these monopolies, closely tied to governmental entities, can simply deny them to any of us, how is there anything resembling online freedom anymore? It seems like anyone to the right of Kamala Harris is a second-class citizen, and so they cannot be allowed to participate in the global conversation of bits. The Ayatollah can! Chinese propagandists can spread lies, but they'll proactively purge anyone they perceive to be on the right. In other news, it's still perfectly okay that Hillary sold uranium to Russia as Obama's Secretary of State. Free speech is better than deplatforming. And when it comes to denying basic internet infrastructure and protections from hacker attacks, how can anyone deny that this has gone way too far? Do you have children or nieces or nephews? Are you homeschooling or just want to counter some of the socialist indoctrination most children get in school? If so, go to bogosity.tv slash Tuttletwins and you'll be taken to a website where you can get some great books for elementary age children. The Tuttle Twins books are books about liberty and free market economics that include children's versions of Bastiat's The Law, Leonard Reed's I Pencil, and Hayek's The Road to Serfdom, as well as books about the Federal Reserve and how regulations protect business cronies. They'll learn about the harm caused by eminent domain or regulations passed in the name of safety and fundamental concepts of liberty. And as you can see from the sample pages on the website, they're all easy to read and nicely illustrated. They're just $9.99 apiece, or get a special discount as well as free bonuses when you purchase all five. You can even buy in bulk to donate to schools and local libraries. So get the Tuttle Twins books at bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins. And now it's time to bipolarize this week's biggest bogan emitter. And this week, it goes to Hillary Clinton and Nancy Pelosi for trying once again to tie Trump to Vladimir Putin regarding, quote, the day that the insurgents invaded our capital. Clinton appeared on Speaker Pelosi's podcast, You and Me Both, saying that she wants to see Trump's phone records to determine if he spoke with Putin on the 6th, the day of the Capitol occupation. She said, quote, we learned a lot about our system of government over the last four years with a president who disdains democracy and, as you have said numerous times, has other agendas. What they all are, I don't think we yet know. 
I hope historically we will find out who he's beholden to, who pulls his strings. I would love to see his phone records to see whether he was talking to Putin the day that the insurgents invaded our capital. She also tweeted, Congress needs to establish an investigative body like the 9-11 Commission to determine Trump's ties to Putin so we can repair the damage to our national security and prevent a puppet from occupying the presidency ever again. But apparently a tool is okay. She said on the podcast, quote, I don't know what Putin has on him politically, financially, or personally, but what happened last week was a gift to Putin. Unlike her literal gifts to Putin of uranium. Because Putin wants to undermine democracy in our country and throughout the world. These people, unbeknownst to them, are Putin puppets. They were doing Putin's business when they did that at the incitement of an insurrection by the President of the United States. Even though it was Hubby Bill who got a $500,000 speaking fee from the Russians and actually met with Putin when the uranium deal went down, I would also remind you that the Clinton Foundation also received millions of dollars from Russian lobbying firms. She has far more ties to Putin than Trump does. Apparently, the news media hopes you've forgotten all that. I'm here to make sure you haven't. Seriously, folks, Putin being behind the Capitol occupation? How much of a crazy conspiracy theorist do you have to be to even conceive of this? I mean, why isn't this fake news? Why isn't Hillary being deplatformed? We have insane, paranoid, ridiculous claims made here with absolutely no evidence behind it. And I think it's clear that this kind of thing is what we can expect over the next four years. Meanwhile, the FBI has gotten in on the action investigating the question of foreign governments providing financial support to the extremists who occupied the Capitol. How much financial support do you need to smash your way into a building and walk around a while? And really, if Trump and Putin and everyone else were in on this and put all of their resources behind it, don't you think things would have been a little more devastating than some smashed windows and scattered papers? They said in a statement regarding the 6th, quote, Russian, Iranian, and Chinese influence actors have seized the opportunity to amplify narratives in furtherance of their policy interest amid the presidential transition. Funny how now the Russians, Iranians, and Chinese are getting involved when there was nothing about that prior to and even after the election. They didn't care about the election itself, but now they're going to fund a bunch of people busting into the Capitol and walking around for a bit? They also said it was done, quote, to justify China's crackdown on protesters in Hong Kong. Although what that has to do with the capital occupation, I can't even begin to imagine. And apparently, they're investigating payments of half a million dollars in Bitcoin, apparently made by a French national. So apparently France is our enemy now. To key alt-right figures, whoever they are. We've covered Chainalysis before, and they were the ones who did the examination. By far, Nick Fuentes was the biggest receiver, with 13.5 Bitcoin. There's no indication that Fuentes took part in the storming of the Capitol, but he participated in the protests that led up to it, so I guess your free speech rights can be taken away in meat space, too, as long as they can be tenuously tied to something bad. Second on the list is BitChute. How BitChute is a right-wing extremist group, I have no clue. 
Apparently, the French computer programmer and cryptocurrency developer who transferred the funds on December 8th committed suicide soon after. According to the blog post he set to automatically post after his suicide, he explained that he had decided to bequeath his modest fortune to, quote, certain causes and people. So, someone on the right transmits his savings to people he likes just before committing suicide. Is this a genuine concern, or is Biden setting up his excuses to go after cryptocurrency? It's just yet another insane conspiracy theory regarding Russia. The only question is, will we be subjected to this one for another three years, too? So all of that makes Hillary and Pelosi this week's biggest bogeymetter. I want to tell you about the eyeglasses I've been wearing for years. As people can see on my videos, I have a very strong prescription, which makes glasses more expensive, especially when I need computer glasses, reading glasses, prescription sunglasses, and most expensively, progressive lenses for general everyday wear. To save money while still getting quality glasses, I get them from Fermu. In fact, I just got a pair of progressives with high-index aspherical lenses and a nice pair of frames my wife loves for just over $100. It would have been $500 to get them through my eye doctor. Not only do they look good, the glasses are durable. I've worn many pairs for several years without problems. All orders come with a 30-day return policy, a 3-month warranty, and one-on-one -on -one customer service. Go to Firmu, that's F-I-R-M-O-O dot Bogosity dot TV, anytime you need quality glasses at a low price. Once again, that's Firmu dot Bogosity dot TV. And now, let's bourgeoisify this week's... Idiot And this week, it goes to government. Just government. All sorts of governments, all over the world. Primarily the United States, and California especially. Governments decided the distribution of the COVID-19 vaccine was just too important to be left to the free market. According to long-standing data about the virus, some 65% of the people would need to be vaccinated to achieve herd immunity, minus the people who gained a natural immunity from surviving COVID. It makes sense that people would think that the thing to do would be to give the vaccine to frontline workers first, then to high-risk people and their families, then the rest of the population. The problem is, as we've always seen, government screws up everything. The economic calculation problem rears its ugly head, and things don't get done. 12.3 million Americans have been vaccinated so far, far short of the 20 million they were supposed to do by the end of 2020. Many public health experts are blaming Pfizer and Monera, calling on them to step up production, but the fact is, it isn't their fault. Pfizer alone had produced more than 70 million doses by the end of 2020. Most of them are sitting in warehouses, cooled to minus 70 degrees Celsius, waiting on the government to tell them what to do with them. BioNTech, the company that collaborated with Pfizer on the vaccine, said that they've actually stepped up production to be able to deliver 2 billion with a B doses by the end of 2021. This is due both to new production lines and the fact that more doses can be extracted from a single vial. They were also pressing the federal government to send out more doses to states when states haven't even used the ones they were initially sent. California is the worst offender here, receiving 3.2 million doses of the vaccine when they haven't even used 40% of them. 
Mike Wasserman of the state's Vaccine Advisory Committee said, quote, The facts are the facts. There's a large number of vaccines that have yet to be put in the arms of nursing home staff and residents. Meanwhile, Governor Gavin Newsom said in a tweet that that was progress. He bragged that the state has administered the most vaccines. But that's hardly surprising since they were supplied with the most. According to the CDC, California's vaccination rate per 100,000 is 45th in the country. He had also promised that California would administer 1 million doses in the 10-day period ending last Sunday. That fell short of the mark by more than 282,000. Wasserman told ABC7, a local news outlet covering Los Angeles and Southern California, quote, It appears a lot of the outstanding vaccines that are still not being used are vaccines that were meant for those high-risk people, and they haven't gotten to them. I don't think the state has a lot of clarity in terms of how much vaccine they're getting from the federal government. According to CVS Pharmacy, only 5% of assisted living and long-term care facilities in the state have received the first vaccine dose. That leaves well over 13,000 other vulnerable high-risk communities that have yet to be vaccinated. Whereas if the vaccines were market-driven, they could have easily gotten their first dose by now. And so could a lot of other people, well over twice as many. And that same effect is being repeated in country after country after country. And who in government is held responsible for this horrendous failure? As usual, it'll be no one. The vaccine has a six-month life in freezer storage, so hopefully all these governments will get the doses out before they spoil. Either way, it looks like it'll be a while before the plebes are allowed to get it. So all of that makes government this week's... Idiot Extraordinaire! Well, that wraps up this There Are Now More Tin Cans Than There Are People edition of the Bogosity Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please go to donate.bogosity.tv for several ways to donate and discord.bogosity.tv to join the discussion. Subscribe at Patreon or Subscribestar and you can listen early and ad-free. Thank you for listening. Until next time, here's a quote from Thomas Sowell. The first lesson of economics is scarcity. There is never enough of anything to satisfy all those who want it. The first lesson of politics is to disregard the first lesson of economics. The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution, not commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 international license. We live in a world where light bulbs connect to the internet, and recent attacks on them prove that your online security is under threat like never before. Not only your websites, but the internet-enabled devices you buy. And the biggest problem is weak passwords. That's why you need LastPass. LastPass allows you to randomly generate strong, unique passwords on the web and on your internet-enabled devices, all protected by one master password. LastPass sets up in minutes and gives you secure automatic logins throughout the web, synchronizing across all your browsers, all your computers, and even your mobile devices, at home, at work, or on the road. It even securely stores sensitive form data, including credit card numbers, backup sensitive documents, software licenses, Wi-Fi logins, and more. 
And with LastPass Premium, you can get these benefits on other applications, manage passwords for your entire family, and also get priority customer support. Sign up at password.bogosity.tv for a free month of LastPass Premium. Log in securely everywhere using the last password you'll ever have to remember. Go to password.bogosity.tv and get LastPass now.